righty, let's uh, head over to Boston right now. Celeste Katzmaston is with us. Celeste, a very, well, a very happy Easter, a very good morning to you. Uh, uh, how things in Boston? I'm doing okay. We're hanging in there. The The world is a bit of a mess, but we are uh, trying to look on the bright side, I suppose. Mm. Look, um, people, I don't know whether people thought, well, the pandemic is over. They're not. Obviously, it's still tens of thousands of cases a day, even in Australia. Uh, and people have kind of basically stopped wearing masks indoors, except on public transport. And I think they stopped on planes as well in, in the US. But is that now going to come back? What's the latest with what people have to do and have to wear? Yeah, people are still going to have to wear masks now on public transportation, including on airplanes, uh, through at least May 3rd. So it was supposed to be uh, raised. Certainly the airline industry is pressing for this for a number of reasons, but uh, we're seeing some uptick in cases. So, yeah, just a little bit longer, at least for now, uh, going to have to keep the masks on. So as of Tuesday, the U.S. has more than 31,000 new cases a day, which is a bit more, nearly 10% more than two weeks earlier. But I know in New South Wales, we're getting 20,000 cases a day. Now, that's the just the people who've reported them. Because these days, well, you can report it with a, a rat test. And you know, does everyone who get sick report their rat test result? I don't know. I mean, 31,000 seems a very small number in the US. Yeah, I think it's dramatically underreported. And, you know, even people who are testing may not report the results, but there are a lot of people just not testing. Uh, there are a lot of people who may get sick and be totally asymptomatic or figure it's just a cold or it's the flu or it's something else. They may not even know they have COVID. And, you know, more worrisome is that they may not know they're spreading it. Hmm. So what's the White House doing about this? They've got a new bloke in charge of this, haven't they? Yeah, they have this new uh, new guy. His name is uh, Dr. Ashish Jha, and uh, he's actually at Brown University uh, Medical School. Brown University is my alma mater, so I'm kind of proud of that oh, just Brown. as a sideline. Yeah, so, um, you know, they're, they're really looking at ways for us, I think, to sort of live with this long term. The, the rhetoric is that we'll never give in to the virus, we will defeat the thing, but I think most people sort of you know, just accept the fact that it's going to be around and it's many variations or variants uh, for a while and that we just have to, uh, you know, do the best we can, but that it's it's going to become a fact of life, like getting a flu vaccine, maybe every year we'll have a COVID vaccine of some kind. And um, this, this is just how we're living now. Mm. Uh, Brown University, didn't JFK Jr. go there or an Amy Carter as well? Yeah, JFK Jr. did go there. Amy Carter also went there, but I think she got kicked out. No, actually. surely not. Yeah, I believe she kicked did. Out. I think she was involved in a lot of protests, which is kind oh, of interesting okay. because uh, Brown is known as a fairly progressive school, yeah. quite liberal school, where there's lots of protests uh, and rallies and stuff like that pretty much every day. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, correct me if I'm wrong and, and if... Uh, if I'm wrong, I apologize profusely, but I believe that was the case. But there are a bunch of people Ooh, who... Hello. Sure. Oh, sorry. Carter attended Brown University but was academically dismissed for failing to keep up with her coursework. Wow. Okay, so, all right, then I, I rescind my... No, my no, no, but I reckon, you're, I reckon you're on the way to being right. I reckon she probably was protesting now, looking for a reason to get rid of her, and maybe this is what happened. I don't know. 
I don't know. Or maybe she just wasn't doing the work. Maybe she was busy with other things. Who knows? But yeah, as, as I recalled, she did not wow. graduate from Brown. She did earn a Bachelor of uh, Fine Arts from Memphis College of Art and a Master's Degree in Art History from Tulane. And Tulane's one of the great universities of mm-hmm. the South, if not the entire United States. So, okay, interesting. Very interesting. She participated in sit-ins and protests that were aimed at changing U.S. foreign policy. I mean, like, oh, my God. Thank God her uh, father wasn't president at the time. That that could have been uncomfortable, I suppose. (laughs) She was arrested at Amherst along with Abby Hoffman. How about that? Well, so uh, I can't say a a great alumna, but perhaps (laughs) a a rather famous attendee. Yeah. Um, And, yes, uh, a... Wow, very interesting life, Amy Carter. And I presume she's doing something uh, to do with the arts right now. Uh, all right, so that's that's what's happening on campus uh, 30, 40 years ago. In the meantime, so one of the things that's happened, I suppose, with COVID is that it's distracted from a lot of other things that have happened over the last couple of years, medically related, maybe even crime and, and um, disease related. And the one thing that we want to chat about this morning is teen overdose drug overdose overdose deaths fewer teens are using drugs they say but sadly the number of overdoses is increasing so what's happening here yeah as you say it's not that more kids are are using drugs it's that the drugs that they are using or the drugs that are out there are just so much more potent uh, particularly talking about fentanyl and so uh, from what i understand what's happening is kids are buying pills on the street that are, uh, you know, presented to them as essentially like pharmaceutical drugs, like prescription drugs that are swiped from somebody or, or, you know, ill-gotten in some way. But the pills are actually made not in a factory with quality controls and dosages and so on, but they're just pressed and stamped to look like those pills. But they could have, you know, God knows what in them. So kids are taking these pills with some sort of sense of, well, I know what's in this, or I've had it before, I know other people have taken it before, and it'll knock you for a loop, but it's probably okay. And instead, they're taking stuff that is just way, way supercharged, and it's killing people. Look, look, to me, this is a foreign world. I don't know anything about it. I don't take drugs, not illegal ones anyway. I don't know why anyone, but I mean, there's this whole thing that's gone on, as you know, Celeste, over the last couple of years, with vaccine, anti-vaccine protests and people saying, oh, I don't want, you know, I don't want to put that in my body. I don't know what's being put in my body. And yet a lot of people are just quite willing to take drugs that they've got absolutely no idea what's in them. Yeah, and I think that people uh, people are taking drugs in these uh, different formats or, or forms and they get this idea that somehow it's safer, that taking a pill, uh, an opioid pill, is safer than... Yeah. Uh, smoking heroin or or shooting heroin, right? You know, those things are sort of looking, I mean, plus it's just so much more uh, discreet. I mean, shooting up from what I understand, and I have also not tried this, but, you know, it's kind of a process. Um, You have to cook the stuff and you have to tie up your arm, whatever you see in the, the films or, you know, from talking to people who've had these problems. Popping a pill is something that we do all the time. You have a headache, you take a pill, you have a stomachache, you take a pill. Um, you know, whatever it is, you have allergies, you take a pill. So people think taking a pill is somehow normalized yeah. and safe. And in obviously in these cases, it certainly is not. 
So just on those figures, uh, the number of adolescent overdose deaths in the US doubled from 2010 to 2021, from 518 to uh, about 1,146. So that is concerning. I don't know. Is anyone talking about it? Is the president talking about it? Are people in Congress talking about it? Yeah, I mean, the opioid issue is something that people have been talking about for a very long time. And I, lots of that has been talked about in terms of abuse of pain medications. And there have been some very big settlements uh, involving pharma copy, uh, companies, you know, drug makers, uh, people who sell drugs. They've really branched these out. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, this has been a real epidemic that has ruined a lot of lives in this country yeah. because people got hooked on pain medications and it just got completely out of control. So fentanyl, you know, we're talking about that, 77% of adolescent deaths. Um, and I don't know, some of these might be prescription drugs, but a lot of them, as you say, are not. They are fake prescription drugs and you don't even know what's in them. All right, uh, Celeste Katzmarsen is our guest in Boston. A lot happening in Boston now, it is the Easter weekend, and in Australia we have a public holiday on Good Friday today. We have one on Easter Monday as well, so it's a long, long weekend. That's not the case in the US, is it? Uh, no, well, we have, um, you know, Sunday would be the celebration of Easter, and uh, it's also Passover, uh, you know, this weekend. So a lot of those things happen, but it's not a, a sort of a formal holiday in most places anyway, but uh, Massachusetts and Maine actually have an official holiday uh, on Monday called Patriots Day, which I didn't really know anything about until I moved here. No, we don't have that in New York, Patriots Day, but um, they have, uh, and there's another uh, specifically Boston holiday called Evacuation Day, which I think sort of magically lines up with St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I think they need to come up with a better uh, name for it. So Patriot's Day people would know because the Boston Marathon was run on Patriot's Day and there was the tragedy um, several years ago with the, the bomb and the three people that were killed. So um, what happens with the marathon these days? Is this something that everybody gets involved in? Does everyone line the streets to watch it? I mean, how do you take part because i know in some major city marathons like in london you have to make a donation to charity in order to be uh, in the field of the marathon what's the story in boston yeah it's a big big gathering thing and as you mentioned that that unfortunately uh, turned out to to uh, be a tragedy when there was the uh, the boston marathon bombing but yeah people uh, all over the place from from the entire route pretty much lining the streets cheering people on handing out water there's this very famous there's even an official marathon dog uh this official dog that uh holds like two flags in his mouth and is very cute people run over and pet him <laughs> And so on. Yeah, people are, are super into this dog, but it is a big deal. And and sort of um, the, the marathon has been disrupted the past few years. I think in 2020, it was canceled. And then 2021, it was moved. It was in like October or something. So this is the first time that it's, you know, since the pandemic, that it's been returned to its sort of official status as a, a Patriots Day event, which people are excited about. Yeah. It doesn't always coincide with uh, Easter, though, does it? No, I think it I think it has to be on Patriots Day, which is like the third Monday or something like that. Right. Um, of April. But, you know, there's a there's a whole backstory about how it got to be on Patriots Day or what Patriots Day is, um, which, again, I did not know about until I got here. And most people would not know about because they just don't celebrate it. Hmm. 
however the Red Sox play on Patriots Day. Now, I know you're from New York, and I know there's that long-term antipathy between Boston and New York that (laughs) you're trying to get over. Um, Have you been to Fenway Park? I went on a tour there once. It's a fantastic place to to visit. And the shop across the road, which only sells Red Sox gear, is one of the most incredible stores you'll ever go into. But have you ever been there, and would you ever go on Patriots Day? I've been outside Fenway Park outside a, of it. A, a bunch of times. Yeah, I've walked past it. I have to say, I am not a rabid baseball fan. Yeah. So the idea, so I, I would say it's not on principle that I'm not going there because if I do like baseball, I like the New York Mets, okay. um, who are, are sort of agnostic as opposed to the Yankees, which is that's where the, Whoa, the big, big rivalry hang is. Hang on, so. hang on. The Mets beat the Red Sox in the 86 World Series, and the Red Sox have never forgiven them. Well, you know, that's tragic. <laughs> crying on the inside. But, yes, I'm uh, sure. In terms of the, the, I, think, I feel like the big the big billboard rivalries between the uh, the Sox and the Yankees. And yep. so I, I, I don't really get too involved in it. If, if somehow I got invited to a game or we got mm. tickets to a game or something like, okay, yeah, I'll spend an afternoon at, at Fenway Park. But it's not a it's not a lifelong dream of mine. All righty. <laughs> By the way, um, there has been a terrible story in New York this week, which was this bloke that got on the subway, somehow kind of unleashed a whole lot of smoke, so people knew had no idea what was doing, and then they opened fire. I mean, this is this is everyone's worst nightmare, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there have been well, originally that's one of them. I mean, for a long time, the nightmare about the trains, and I, I admit that I have been very cautious about this since I started riding trains in the city was um, somebody pushing you, somebody pushing you off the platform. And there was actually a, a law even established called Kendra's Law, named for uh, a woman named Kendra Webdale who was pushed uh, off a platform. And that basically says that people can be compelled to take their uh, psychiatric medicines. Um, wow. You know, to prevent to prevent these sort of uh, psychotic breaks that lead to these uh, violent incidents. But yeah, in this case, the guy uh, set off a, a smoke grenade or something and then opened fire in the train. And uh, they actually just caught the guy not too far from where I live in the city or, you know, where my, where my home is in New York. Um Interestingly enough, apparently he dimed himself out. He called, yeah. he called the tip line and said, you know, you I'm can find this guy. For, yeah. yeah, are you looking for me or something like this? But uh, they went to the place where he was and he wasn't there. But then somebody on the street spotted him and they, they did catch him. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I, I think he's being held. I don't think they're letting they're him run around it. right now. Well, no, yeah. especially as they found, you know, he posted video online of him saying that he was desperate to kill people. Like. It just it's so upsetting in a time like we're living through now that people have enough to deal with without, without having to worry every time they get on a train. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, people have been hesitant to be on the trains anyway because of COVID, because of the crime in the subways and so on. And, and look, I'm, not, I'm definitely not one of these people who thinks that New York is a, a, you know, a vortex or a lost cause or anything like that. Crime is cyclical, like everything else. It rises and falls. And there are times when, you know, there are a few incidents or, you know, terrible incidents, admittedly, and people get super upset and something has to be done. And then things get better for a while. And then there's another incident. And that's just sort of a normal part of 
you're, I mean, you're going to stick 9 million people in one place. Yeah. Like to me, it's almost miraculous that more terrible things don't happen. Yeah. Uh, it's a big city, but yeah. yeah, this, this is definitely not helping people's attitudes towards uh, taking mass transit, which I think ultimately is probably a pretty recognizable public good. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, we'll just hope it doesn't happen again. Finally, this is a story I got to say I was not expecting. I didn't know, I did not know that it was illegal to rent pets in Massachusetts. What, you have to sell them. You can't rent them out or lease them out to people. Yeah, there there is a law in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts against renting or leasing pets. And so this ended up uh, leading to a settlement with a company in California that was providing financing, essentially loans for people who wanted to sign a pet rental. And so somebody figured this out and was like, yeah, you know, you can't do this. You, this these kinds of loans or arrangements are not even uh, not even legal. And this is not even the first company that has gotten in trouble for this. People were taking out these loans and then they ended up having, um, you know, credit problems. Then they ended up with collection agencies. This company is trying to get their money for people not paying the leases. Well, it turns out the whole thing is illegal and not even allowed to happen here. So uh, they're they're trying to clean that up. But yeah, I, I must agree with you. I did not know that pet leasing was a serious issue for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. But isn't it a better idea? Because so many people, well, I don't know how many people, but people buy pets, especially at Christmas time or something like that. And then, you know, oh, it's too hard to look after them or you've got to be there all the time. You can't really go out. You've got to feed them and all that sort of stuff. It's a real commitment it's a you know a present for life, not just for the holidays, as they sometimes say, or at least I'm paraphrasing. Wouldn't it be better if you want a golden retriever? Yeah, let's rent one for a couple of weeks and see whether we like it. Isn't that a better idea than buying one and then regretting it? Well, I, I think that you know, as somebody who has dogs, you know, has had dogs and has dogs for, uh, you know probably about the 20 years or so, like it's a, it is a huge decision. It really, it, it, it can be expensive. Even if you adopt with, you know, medical care and, and supplies and so on, it changes um, how you live, where you can live sometimes, uh, how you travel, where you can, you know, go away for the weekend, um, you know, where you can go to visit people or have them come in your house. It's a really big decision. And I don't think that people should take it on precipitously. Like if you need a dog yeah. for I don't know, a family photo, like borrow the neighbor's dog for a minute. Or if you want to try out having a dog, spend time with people who have a dog. I mean, I just, I feel (laughs) like it's sort of, it's, it's a really, really big decision. And I think that, you know, you can probably arrange with somebody, um, you know, to help you learn more about it, but I don't know, leasing dogs, it's kind of like, I don't know. Plus, it's just kind of mean to establish a temporary yeah, relationship. If you're yeah, fostering yeah. a pet, it's one thing, but they do get super attached. They do. I would just say to people, you know, if, if you're unsure enough about having a pet that you think leasing one is a better idea, wow. like take some extra time and think about whether you should have a pet. Yeah. I wonder, is it just dogs? I mean, if we're talking about pets, are they leasing goldfish? Are they leasing cats? Uh, I don't know, pet snakes, tarantulas. I mean, there was was there a limit to the number of pets or the sort of pets that this company was leasing? I'm not sure about this specific company, but my general sort of supposition is that if there's a way to make money off of it, people are probably <laughs> doing do it. it. 
Oh dear, oh dear. Is it illegal? We don't know whether it's illegal in other states as well. It might. I mean, it's the sort of thing they do in California. Of course, anything goes there. I wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's causing problems in the other places where it happens too. All righty. I, I guess there's no hot cross buns on sale in Massachusetts this weekend. I haven't seen any. Should I be looking? Yeah, well, it's what everyone has here on uh, Good Friday, and of course they're in yeah. in stores as of Boxing Day. Really, they uh, I don't know why, considering you're only supposed to eat them on Good Friday. But, uh, yes, it's a real Australian thing and maybe an English thing, but it's never really caught on in America, which is unusual because they're sugary and sweet and beautiful. Well, that sounds like something Americans would definitely be into, but I, 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 I can't tell you it's a, a rage here, but I, I could be missing it. You have, mm. You've educated me. Go to your nearest uh, bakery and ask for them and see what their reaction is. Celeste, thank you very, very much for that. Enjoy your Patriots Day holiday. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Celeste Katz-Marston in Boston in the United States.